Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to St. John chapter 13. We'll begin reading at verse 34 again. That's St. John chapter 13, 34. And it says a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Again, a new commandment I give you that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Well, how did Jesus love his disciples? After all, he is speaking to the disciples. And by the way, he is also speaking, if you will, to the church. Well, how did he love his disciples? Was he always, you know, uh, pleasant and he was always a pleasant. Uh, was he always uh, seen to be really nice? Well, there are some times where the Lord had to deal with them. Where they demonstrated certain mindsets that were destructive to the purpose and the plans that he had that God had for them. Let me give you some examples. Uh, do you remember Jesus? They were on this way to Jerusalem and Jesus sent out a, 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 a small party to go ahead to Samaria to prepare the way for him. And when he arrived, the Samaritans saw that Jesus face was 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 set towards Jerusalem. And so because of that, the Samaritans did not want to give them a lodge or housing, if you will. And so James and John said, they saw this and they said, Jesus, do you want us to, to uh, pray that God will send fire down like Elijah? And Jesus, the word of God says, rebuked them sharply and said, you don't know the spirit that you have. You don't know what, what, who's using you at this point. You don't know where that mentality comes from. Jesus rebuked them quickly. Why did he do it? Because that mindset was contrary to him. I mean, after all, what would have happened if Jesus said nothing? Now, the apostle John, the apostle of love, this would have affected his destiny with that type of mentality. Once, once again, to love. How did Jesus, how does Jesus love us? He will correct at times. He'll correct those those mindsets that will prove dangerous to us in our future. Now, he doesn't do every mindset. He you know, he doesn't correct us on every little thing. But as you grow, as we grow and we mature and we develop. As those different things come up and they surface, the Lord will talk to us about that. And depending on how it's carried out. Sometimes we'll even be rebuked for it, if you will. Let me give you another example. Around this time, Jesus was informing his disciples that when they when he arrived at Jerusalem, that he would be given over to the Gentiles and he would be killed. Well, Peter took him aside and said, Jesus, this this won't happen to you. This, I will not allow this to happen to you, Jesus. Don't worry about this. But notice Jesus reply. He said, get behind me, Satan. Now, why did he do this? Jesus said later on that this mindset you have, and I'm paraphrasing, 
you're mindful of the things of the flesh, not of the things of God. You see, sometimes uh, it is God's plan for you to go through certain things for a greater harvest. You see, Jesus, as you know, was born to die. And this was the way he was supposed to die. But because Peter, he had human emotions. Now, let me stop here. If you notice, it wasn't that Peter or even James and John in the previous uh, example given, they didn't have any negative things toward Jesus. They weren't uh, uh, sharply trying to debate Jesus. They were actually in the flesh. They were trying to help Jesus, if you will. They were supporting Jesus. But there are times, listen, the Lord will have you rebuke certain mindsets. Although it may seem like a person is, is helping you, but no, at times you have to rebuke certain mindset that's not conducive to the plan that, that the Lord Jesus Christ has for them. Once again, he rebuked Peter. Peter was mindful of the things of the flesh. You know, once again, sometimes people will try to stop you from the destiny which God has for you. Now, once again, we're not talking about anyone trying to talk bad about you. They can be close family members. They can be close friends. There's something that you have to go through and they will say otherwise. It's not that they're doing it out of hatred. They, they love you. They, they're trying to do what they feel is best for you. But you know what? God has a plan for all of us. But always remember, how do we know that that plan is from God? Because we'll see the fruit of it. You'll always see the fruit. How did Jesus love us? How did he demonstrate his disciples? I mean, his love for his disciples by the love that he had for them. The love that he demonstrated to, towards them. When they had a mindset that was not, that was contrary to God's plan for them, he quickly nipped it in the bud. You know, when we think of love, many times we think of love being this, you know, just really nice, frou-frou, but love in its purest form is disciplined. When you love someone, you're not afraid to discipline them when they're wrong. You're not afraid to discipline. Now, let me say this. It doesn't mean that every time they do something wrong or say something wrong, that you should say something. None of us can live up to that because if that was the case, no one would want to be around you. But is being led by the spirit of God. You see, if you notice, Jesus didn't always rebuke the disciples right away. Anytime they did anything wrong. I reminded of a time when, uh, the, the disciples were having a discussion amongst themselves as relates to who was the greatest. And later on, Jesus asked the question. He said, what was that you all were discussing along the way? A little while ago when we were traveling, what were you all talking about? If you notice, Jesus was led by the spirit of God. Sometimes the Lord, the Holy Spirit will tell you to address certain things. But then there are other times he'll tell you to wait. Then there are some things he'll tell you, don't just leave alone. Let me handle it. I will deal with it. I will deal with it. But many times you all know as good Christians, we can always tell when it's the flesh. What do you mean? 
because the flesh always wants to do one or the other. Many times I find out when my flesh want to do something, say something, the Holy Spirit say, oh, hold up on that. You want to tell somebody, hold up on it. I got it. Now, why does he do that? Because sometimes we'll act in the flesh. We'll override God and God won't be glorified. But then there are other times where the Lord is telling you, say something, say something. You need to do something about this. This mindset is going to destroy them if you don't say anything, if you don't do anything about this. Many times during that time, our flesh don't want to do it. Let me give you an example of this. Uh, there was this, this pastor that told me the story and him and I was just talking. There was this couple that belonged to his church. Uh, they were believing God for a child and they had the child, but the, the child passed shortly after he was born. And so you can imagine that's something quite difficult to go through. We have to be real careful because that's a sensitive time and that's a very sensitive subject. But you all know we also have to be careful rather. That's when the enemy loves to rear his ugly head. He will try to hijack you from telling the truth of God's word for fear of because you feel sorry for them. And don't be wrong. We have to be sensitive because sometimes things go so far. The Lord, the Holy Spirit inside of us will be just talking to us. You know, during that time, you know, the good preacher will tell you that, you know, the Lord took them because they needed them. They needed them to be a part of their garden, things of that nature. Now we're talking about a child, you all. And in one sense, it could be comforting. But many times that lie, it only infuriates, if you will, the the people going through it. And this particular young lady, she was so upset. Now, she was a a a seemingly strong, God fearing Christian. But because that happened and it hurt so bad, she began to say things that was. Uh, contrary to the character of God. Now, let me say this. It's not our job to defend God. God is a big God. He can defend himself. But is our responsibility, the examples given that when God lead us, we are supposed to correct wrong thinking when we are led by the spirit of God. So this young lady began to talk about how God is not a God of love. A God of love wouldn't do this. A God of love wouldn't take her child. In fact, she began to say things like he's insidious. We talk about some real dark, really demonic things begin to flow out of her mouth. The pastor telling me the story said, you know what? I knew I should have did something. I knew I should have said something. I knew I should have checked her, but I didn't. Well, you all, uh, Shortly thereafter, we began to see a change in this young lady's personality. We began to see a change in her demeanor, her mindset. She was really bitter for some time. And long story short, her and her husband, they ended up leaving the church after about two years, two years after the incident. Why? Because that destructive, that negative, that mindset was not checked. Once again, these thoughts, they are seeds 
and if they're permitted to grow, it will hinder you from having any faith in God. Because how can you build on something when you think that the Lord took your child and you're blaming him and you have these negative thoughts toward God? How can you have faith in anything? And so once again, to love each other or to love one another as Christ loved us to demonstrate that love. That means at times, listen, even when it's uncomfortable, we have a responsibility when the spirit leads us to correct wrong mindsets. Once again, you know, typically when it's God, you don't want to do it. You do not want to do it because it's uncomfortable to your flesh. After all, who wants to say something about a hurting mother that's just lost a child? None of us wants to do that. But sometimes when you're in position, you have authority in certain areas, particularly a past. Remember, the purpose of a past is to watch over one's soul. That's their thinking, those mindsets. And sometimes as a pastor, it's difficult to do, but you're, you're supposed to do it because you're the under shepherd and you have been put in that position to do such. Now, let's, let's move ahead. There are times, remember the scripture says that he gives us a commandment to love one another, even as I have loved you referring to Jesus Christ's love for his disciples. But, you know, there's another scripture that talks about while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, when we weren't doing right, we we didn't even know the Lord. He still died for us and sacrificed himself for us. There's another scripture that says. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. Y'all know he did all this while we were yet sinners. We all know as we follow Christ, y'all know sometimes God will put us in situations to do the same, to love someone even when they're doing us wrong to love someone to continue to do his work, even when it doesn't feel good, even if we're being mocked or ridiculed, the Lord will still have you to walk in love with that person. Now to explain this, let me tell you a story. There was this man who, because his ways didn't please the Lord because he was not living for God. He ended up, in prison. But when he arrived in prison, someone witnessed to him and he gave his life to the Lord and he became one of these on fire Christians. When I say he was on fire, he was on fire. He loved God and he would witness to anyone that would give him the opportunity. Well, because of this, this love that he had, people began to take notice and soon he was uh, placed on an assignment to work in the infirmary. Well, it was him and this older gentleman. They, they had a jail cell together. The, the, the older gentleman slept on the bottom bunk and this, this, this young Christian 
slept on the top bunk. How many of y'all understand the enemy loves to play games? And some and many times he will use what you are more apt to do to ensnare you, to try to trap you, to ridicule you, to make fun of you, to hurt you if he can. Well, this older man, he would, you know, at night they would be sleeping. He would say, tell the young man, he said, hey, can you can you tell me about the Lord and and come pray for me? Well, this young man, he was elated. He was excited about it. He said, sure. So he would take that foot off the bunk and getting ready to go to jump on the floor, if you will. That old man had a little small wooden baseball bat. And by the time the man put his foot down or, or, or hang his foot, his foot out of the bed. Remember, the young, the older man is in the lower bunk bed. He would take that back and hit his ankle. And of course, the man would jump and the old man got a big laugh out of it. Well, he would let some time go by and the old man would do it again. And the young man, full of zeal, said, sure, I will come down and pray with you. He would do the same thing. Well, eventually the young man got tired and one day he said, Lord, I know I love you and it is my hard desire for this older man to receive you. But Lord, I can't do this anymore. I, I can't do this anymore. But the Lord Jesus Christ told him, he said, no, if that man asks you again, you'd be willing to go down and pray for him. Yes, that may mean you may risk him, him hitting your ankles. But listen, are you doing this for yourself? Or are you doing this for me? For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, referring to Jesus, despising the shame. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to walk in love with your brothers and sisters? Are you willing to love each other as Christ has loved you? Are you willing to love that sinner to put yourself in a position where you have to just ignore their issues and continue to demonstrate walk in love with them? Well, this time that man, old man asked a young man, hey, can you pray with me? I, I want to give my life to Christ. And so the young man went down and this time the old man didn't hit his leg and he had the opportunity to pray with that old man and that old man gave his life to Christ. Well, the next morning, something interesting happened. That old man didn't wake up. And so that man, after that prayer, see the Lord knows all that the Lord was able to use that young man to witness and Bring that your old man to the Lord. What's the point here? Listen, the Lord, we are to be, we are to do what Christ has, has, we are to follow Christ. Just like God was, Jesus was able to give his life. Sometimes that means we have to give our own lives in a form of ridicule or people like in this case, causing us pain and making fun of us. Sometimes that means you have to be the butt end of the joke. But listen, if you obey the Lord, sometimes it doesn't feel good to your flesh. But if you're willing to obey the Lord, we can always see the fruit behind it. There was a soul saved, a soul that made into the kingdom of God, 
a soul that made into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because that man was willing to risk his pain to, to do whatever he needed to do to reach that individual. You know, sometimes the Lord will, once again, he'll, he'll use us in that same manner. Sometimes the Lord will put you in a situation where you're the only person that can witness to that person. You're the only one who will have light. You're the only person that person trusts. You're the only person, listen, that has really the opportunity to speak with the person. When you see situations like this, though, it's a setup. Yes, it doesn't feel good to your flesh, but it is a setup. Isn't it interesting on one hand, the enemy look like he's really making fun of you. He's ridiculing you, ridiculing you. Uh, it, it seems like you're on the sh- you have the short end of the stick, if you will. But the Lord has a greater purpose. In the example given. The man was able to lay down his life. So that old man can come to Christ. Now. We're talking about love. How does Jesus love? How does he love us? And how do we reciprocate that love to one another? If we notice, we talked about beware of destructive mindsets. How did Jesus deal with it? When he saw a destructive mindset. Led by the spirit of God, when the Lord told him, when God told him to address it, he addressed the mindset. There is a mindset that I'm beginning to see. It's always been, but it's really beginning to. Uh, really come with some momentum, if you will, especially in the educational educational circles, if you will. There is a mindset that says, I went to a PWI, so my education is superior. Now, they won't say that, but that's kind of the mindset. But recently I began to see something else. There are those who attended the HBCU. And I guess I need to say what I mean. A PWI stands for predominantly white institution. We're talking about institutions of higher learning. And HBCU is a, a historically black colleges and, and universities. And, and we begin to see this pride come up where I've actually seen a person belittle this person who had a degree from a PWI because they did not attend an HBCU. I'm not talking about in jest either. In jest, I'm talking about they really had some negative things to say and felt and if, if as if their education was subpar. Now, let me just say this. The word of God talks about how we are one body and many members. We're going back to Christians now. We're talking about people in the body of Christ. The word of God also talks about in Ephesians chapter four, it says how all the parts they're they're fitly joined together. So if we're part of the body of Christ, whether a person attends, if it's God's will for them to attend college, whether they attend an HBCU or a PWI, it's God's choice. If you're led by the spirit of God, it's always going to be God's choice, not your choice. But the enemy is a master of highlighting our differences. You know, it used to be those who are educated and those who are not. Now there's another thing. If you attended an HBCU or a PWI, 
both parties think that their education is superior than the other. Now, this is not everyone, but these are things that I have seen amongst those people who say that they are Christians. Remember, God is going to select your college if you're led by the spirit of God. Remember, the college student, if you're saved, if you belong to the body of Christ, you're part of the body of Christ. The word of God says they're they're fitly joined together, meaning when you go away from for college, God has a church home for you. Let me say it this way. The Lord has a plan for you. Now, everyone is not destined to go to college. It's not God's plan for everyone to attend college. We have to make that statement. Some people God has a different destiny for. You have to follow the the destiny that God has for you. Can I share something with you? Your grades does not determine whether you attend college or not. You can be the valedictorian. And if it's not God's plan for you to attend college, then guess what? That's not for you to do. You must ask God what is was what is his plan for you? Discover the plan. Now, so let's say it is God's plan for you to attend college. Then you need to ask yourself the question: what college do I need to attend? Let me share something with you also. Just because a college offers you money does not mean you're supposed to attend that college. We are led by the Spirit of God, not by money. We're led by the Spirit of God. Now, remember this, if God has a college for you to attend for four or five years, he also has a church home for you. What do you mean, brother pastor? Just like it is God's plan for you to grow intellectually, it's also God's plan for you to grow spiritually. God is not going to send you to a place where you're going to grow intellectually and not spiritually. So you have to ask God, what church should you attend? Now, I don't know that church may be a church on campus. It may be a, a, a church off campus or near campus, but you have to be led by the spirit of God where to go. It's just as important for you to have the same uh tenacity to attend college and find out which college from God you're supposed to attend. It's also once again, you should have that same tenacity in asking God, what church am I supposed to attend? Because you're supposed to grow spiritually together. Both just like you, it's God's will for you to grow intellectually. You're also supposed to grow spiritually because if not, you will begin to look like the world. It is God's plan and God's desire for you to grow both ways. Now, Because it is God who selects your college if you are a believer, then it's God who selects, determines whether you're going to attend an HBCU or a PWI. Let God be the choice, not your parents, but God. Now, the Lord may use your parents, but it will bear witness with you. Now, I'm not trying to to uh, uh, come against uh, it cause any confusion. But let me give you a story. I attended an HBCU and I never forget. Uh, it was a young man that was a freshman with me. We were in the band together. And uh, if you know anything about HBCUs, yeah, we were crabs together. This young man was talented, but it was very obvious that this uh, young man was in the wrong place. Smart, brilliant, but he was in the wrong place. 
He attended that HBCU because his parents attended that HBCU. But it was the wrong place. He was like a fish out of water. Once again, it's the Lord. Listen, if we belong to the body of Christ, he's going to we're fitly joined together. He's going to place us. He has a set place for us. And so that young man, after he spent a year there, he he had transferred to another uh, institution. He attended PWI and flourished there. He flourished there. Once again, if we allow the Lord to pick the place, we'll see more success in that area. We'll see more success in that area. So once again, it's not because of our parents. And I know I'm speaking to to many parents. Times change. People change. Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Sometimes that particular institution is not the right pick for your child. Both PWIs as well as HBCUs has strengths and weaknesses. I've seen both happen uh, in both areas. I remember while I was there attending this particular HBCU, I, I saw a uh, Students struggle who didn't have parental support. I know one situation I reminded that this particular individual, he came from New York. Mother dropped him off in the Jag and that's all she She just dropped him off. He had to fend for himself. I saw this young man. He would uh, break into a, an abandoned dorm, if you will, to, to stay. I mean, he had I mean, just severe he was struggling and listen, he had the he had the smarts, he had the intelligence to do well and he wanted to do well, but he had no support. He struggled for a while. And um, it was unfortunate. There's another young lady when I, I saw while I was there. And now, of course, I didn't see it, but I just heard the stories that, you know, because her parents didn't support her. She was left to how can I say this? Uh, delicately to attend parties, if you will, when she's the only female. And she always did this, to my understanding, during semester exams. Why? Because she needed money to go home. There's another situation. I knew this guy. He was a uh, 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 fellow band member, but he was from uh, Detroit. Now, I never forget this. And this kind of broke my heart. His family, his 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 one of his parents was dead. The other one was in prison or on drugs, really bad one. But he was raised by his grandmother. And the situation was so bad that he said, look, man, I I wish I had a home to go to. I don't have a home. And in fact, he told me, said, listen, I have to sell drugs during the summer to pay for the hotel that I live in and also have enough money for tuition and room and board when I go to college. That's what I do. And he just confided in me. And, and I said, well, man, it has to be another way because that's not right. And I said, I just, he said, man, if I knew another way, trust me, I would, I wouldn't do that, but I don't have a choice. I know the streets, but I don't have, you know, of course, as a young college student, I didn't know anybody in Detroit. I, I, I didn't know the situation. I didn't know how to help him, but I, I just noticed that's how he survived. Because there was no parental support 
you know, he told me a story, his older brother, talented band uh, uh, person. Uh, and so he received a full ride to Florida a and Full ride. They was going to pay for everything, but he had no way to get there. In the middle of this young man, his older brother. And so his older brother actually, I know this sound bad, but he stole a car and drove to Florida and almost made it. He got stopped in Georgia. But the point is this, when a person has a mindset, when that's all they know, many times these people, they're doing all they know to do to stay afloat because they want to go to college. They have the desire. They have the intellectual capacity to to do well in college. But because they do not have the parental background or the support needed. They don't always make it. I've seen this happen. There are many more situations I could tell you. Now, I was blessed to finish uh, that HBCU and attend graduate school. And. While there, I stayed in the graduate dorms for most of that time. And during that time, I had the opportunity to to eat in the dorms. Uh, I'm sorry, eat in the in the uh, cafeteria. And a lot of the uh, the 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 black uh, undergraduate students would talk to me and my friends who we all three of us came from uh, the same uh, um, HBCU. And they would just talk to us about the issues that they were dealing with. And a lot of them were dealing with the same issue. It didn't matter if they were majoring in engineering or nursing. These students, they all had the same issue. And it always sounded like this. Now, I'm not talking about those who just partied all the time and flunked out. I'm not, yes, you have those, but there are certain, there are other issues and, and every institution is equipped to do different things. And there's certain problems associated with, with, with different types of institutions. And so this, uh, these students, they were frustrated. They, you know, they say we're having problems, this, this, this. And we would say, Hey, just do this. This will solve the problem. Well, they would go to their professor, but the professor of course would, would blow them off. Uh, well, maybe you get helped by the GA, the graduate assistant, and then the graduate assistant want to work with them. So that was kind of a mute point. Well, there are other, we say, you know what, there are other, uh, resources on campus. You know, there's a homework, uh, center tried there. And of course, some of them, their, their, those classes were so specialized, there was not enough tutors to help them. And they're really struggling. I mean, they are really trying. And so unfortunately, you know, another situation you know, they would say, well, you know, our study group is is um, there's a study group, but we're not invited. In fact, you know, one of them I try, you know, they'll say, you know, we try to talk to them, but they'll say, OK, yeah, we're going to meet in the library at six o'clock. Of course, they're not there. And so they had a situation. Once again, they tried all that they that they knew that they could. But the problem is they didn't have the support at the institution that they needed. And so therefore, they didn't last there. They end up going home, not because they didn't have the intelligence, not because they weren't trying. It's just there, there was a lack of resources there. And I, and, and I remember me and my friends would say, man, they would have do well at an HBCU. And so you may say now, brother pastor, why are you telling us all of these different things? Because I'm going somewhere with this. God blessed me to take all this information. When I began teaching, you know, I would give this information or share this information or help guide the students that I taught. 
when they were seniors, when they're about to make college choice. Now, understand I was in a unique situation that I was with those students for four years, after school practice and weekend events. And remember, I had the opportunity to see them, how they act, how they behaved on campus or during the regular school day during high school outside from their parents. Because sometimes students will shock their parents. And so uh, based on what I saw, and I know this is Lord showing me this, this, this. And I would tell them, I say, look, you need to go to an HBCU. You know what? Don't worry about it. You need to go to a PWI. Now, there are some students who it didn't matter. They go to either either or they would be successful. Then there are other students. It didn't matter if they went one way or the other. They weren't going to do well because they had prepared themselves and they didn't really didn't have the mindset. But a lot of the students that were uh, African-American students, you know, I would tell them, hey, go so and so and so, you know, and they would do well there. They would do well. Once again, we're talking about love of God. We're talking about the love of God. And I know God put me in a unique situation to help those students because I was passionate once again about college. But I had one year I had this one particular individual, this guy, when I say he was so talented. Just an, an awesome instrumentalist. I mean, just he was just a great musician. Uh, won all kind of accolades, was in different types of bands, just a, a premier student, if you will. And uh, just a good guy, excellent personality, just just a good guy. And so I remember looking at him and I said, look, young man, do not go to HBCU, go to PWI. And so he told his mother and his mother said, Mr. Meredith, um, she actually came to me during a, after 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 school rehearsal. He said, listen, you went to an HBCU. What's wrong? With, it's nothing wrong with HBCU, blah, blah. And I had to tell him, look, I know it's nothing wrong, but I'm but I've seen your son operate. And I know your son, your son will do better at a PWI because this, 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 this and that. And so I knew they didn't like what I said. I knew they didn't. Well, that young man went to an HBCU and this particular HBCU was out of state. And, uh, and I knew what they would do there. And long story short, he didn't last a semester. He ended up dropping out, transferring. He went to a PWI, finished on time. I mean, the guy is just a brilliant minded person. He's doing well. He's a successful businessman right now. But the point is this. The Lord will have you will put you in positions to help guide people's lives. And sometimes you have to. It may look like you're overstepping your boundaries, but no, the Lord has put you in a unique situation. He's caused you to have these different experiences to help guide individuals. And, you know, when the spirit of the Lord is talking to you and you want, he's not, you know, when he's not. The point is this. Sometimes even when you are doing what God is telling you to do, sometimes you may receive ridicule. You still have to continue on doing what God has called you to do. Then you let the chips fall where they may. But the word the point is the word of God tells us to love each other as I've loved you. What would Jesus do in that situation? When you led by the spirit of God, things always work right. But sometimes, you know what? We have to do things that sometimes that's uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable to our flesh. Sometimes, yes, the Lord will have you to step Typically beyond boundaries, what for a greater good, for a greater cause to help shape people's lives. Yes. Does that mean you got to spend some time with them? Yes, it does. Does, does that mean that sometimes 
Uh, you have to risk once again being ridiculed, talk about whatever. Yes, it does. It's part of it. Does that mean sometimes, once again, you got to say some things that's going to hurt people to help them? Yes, it does. But the point is this. When we love each other like Christ loved us. We love our disciples. And sometimes we love even the sinner who who the Holy Spirit is begging us to deal with. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. But the Lord did it for us. He died for us and we have to be willing to do the same for others. So listen, be willing to do what God is telling you to do, even though sometimes it may look like you maybe you perhaps you're over extending beyond the boundaries that's typically set. Do what God has called you to do and live the abundant life. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.